0: VOLUME 1 CHAPTER 12 OF THE HEIDENMAUER OR THE BENEDICTINES A LEGEND OF THE RHINE BY JAMES Fedimore COOPER. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. READ BY JOEL Kendrick. THE HEIDENMAUER BY JAMES Fedimore COOPER. VOLUME 1 CHAPTER 12 You would be yet another Penelope, yet they say all the yarn she spun in Ulysses' absence did but fill Ithaca full of moths. Coriolanus. When Ulrich found herself fairly closeted with the Count and her husband, and was quietly seated on the stool which the former, spite the latter's protestations to the contrary, had insisted on her taking, she cast her mild eyes about her. With that expression and touching appeal that a woman is apt to make when she feels called on to act as the adviser, if not the guardian, of him whom nature intended and the law presumes is both able and willing to discharge those offices for her. Notwithstanding Heinrich's obstinacy and masculine swaggering, many occasions had arrived in the course of their matrimonial life to produce the latent conviction in both, that the order of things was a little inverted as respects judgment and moral authority, by inclining one to lean, though with but an indifferent grace, where he should have supported, and tempting the other at times to overstep her sex's duties, though it was always done with an intuitive perception of her sex's seemliness and means." For this condescension I thank my lord Emick, and thee Heinrich, convinced the thoughtful matron, for it is not, at all times, advisable for the wife to intrude unbidden even to her husband's presence. A significant ejaculation, which might almost merit a coarser term, was the manner in which the burgomaster expressed his assent, during the brief pause that succeeded this excuse of Ulrich. The more courteous host bowed with sufficient respect, though even by his manner it was evident he was getting impatient to know the real motives of the interruption we are too well pleased to receive thee to remember the usages and rights of manhood answered the latter with a kindness of manner that was insensibly extorted by the winning and feminine qualities of her he addressed and which in some degree softened the pretensions of his language proceed with thy manner for none can be more ready to listen Thou hearest, good Ulrich, the air count is willing to remember thou art a burgomaster's consort, and as he is pleased to say we are truly impatient to be let into the cause of thy sudden visit. The thoughtful Ulric received this encouragement like one accustomed to be treated in some measure as being inferior in capacity and force to her husband, but not without a shade like that which is produced by unmerited humiliation smiling and few even in early attractive youth and so sweet an expression when her countenance thus gleamed whether it were in pleasure or in melancholy smiling as it might be partly in female gentleness and partly in sadness she commenced the purport of her visit coming however to her true object with great reserve and with caution of a woman accustomed to influence rather than to control for the great kindness and condescension of the heir Emick in behalf of Heinrich Frey and of all that are his, no one is more grateful than I, she said. If I may now seem to trouble him with the concerns of a family on which he has already so freely lavished his favors. And friendship, good and friendship, since you permit me, noble count, to use the word, but if I now seem to trespass beyond breeding, by troubling your mind with a concern that is so remote from your own interests, I trust you will remember a mother's tenderness and think of the high born Ermagard, whose anxiety for her own offspring may furnish some excuse for that I feel for mine. Hath aught befell the blooming meta? God's my life, exclaimed the troubled Heinrich, abandoning his much-prized seat in the suddenness of paternal alarm. Hath the wench suffered from the overreach eels of the Rhine, or is she massed by death by these accursed monks? Our child is well in the body, and the blessed Maria be praised. She is pure and innocent in mind, returned Ulrich. I have little cause for aught but gratitude in either of these behalfs. But she is of an age when girlish fancies become unsettled and the flexible female spirit seeks impressions from others than those whom nature hath made its guardians this is some of thy usual incomprehensibilities good woman and language that is not easily understood by any but thyself the noble groff hath no leisure to hunt up new ideas to maintain a discourse in subtleties had the girl indeed tasted too freely of the rare dish which the honest burgomaster of Mannheim so kindly sent me, as I at first feared, no doubt the means to cure might be found in Hartenberg. But thou askest too much, wife of mine, when thou wouldst have but thine own husband enter all the cunning niceties that sometimes beset thy imagination. Nay, Master Heinrich, here may be more urgent matters than thou thinkest. Thy dame is not a woman whose opinions are to be neglected. We'll proceed with thy recital, good Ulrich. Our child is at that period of life, continued the mother, too much accustomed to the manner of her husband to permit it to divert her thoughts from their main intention when the young of every sort begin to think of the future. It is the principle that God hath implanted, Eremich, and therefore it is for good, and we who have watched over the infancy of our offspring with so much anxiety, have trained their youth with so much care, and have so much trembled for their noontime, must sooner or later consent to loosen the sweet ties that bind us to our second selves, in order that the great ends of the creation shall be accomplished. Umph ejaculated Heinrich. Nay, gentle Ulrich, said the count, maternal love hath drawn this picture in stronger colors than may be necessary. When the time for matrimony comes, God's my life, daughter of thine and honest Heinrich Frey, need not wear maiden's coif a day longer than is necessary to do suitable reverence to the church. Here have I youths out of number that look to the house of Linogen for grace, any one of whom would be glad to wive the damsel I should name." There is young Friedrich Zunsinger, the orphan of my last deputy in the villages of the plain. He is a lad that would gladly do harder service to gain my love. When old Friedrich left the boy fatherless, he left him without a penny, dryly rejoined the burgomaster. That is a fault which might be mended, but I have others that can be named. What thinkest thou of the eldest son of my Heidelberg attorney, worthy Conrad Walther? Curse the knave, I hate him from my heart. Thou art warm, Master Heinrich, against one that I both trust and favor. "'I cry your mercy, Herr Groff, but a sudden rising of the bile, at the mention of the fellow's name, got the better of respect,' answered the Burgomaster with more moderation, who, as he saw by the lowering look of Emick's brow, the necessity of explanation continued with rather more openness than he might have thought necessary under circumstances of less urgency. "'Perhaps the high-born Count was never possessed of the matter of our late controversy. Nay, I pretend not to judge my friends.' let but my lord condescend to hear me and i leave him arbiter between us it is well known to you Herr heraemic that collections were made and charity asked in behalf of the peasants who suffered the past year from the sudden rising of the rhine among others the good christians of our town were importuned for succor and for none will deny that it was a sad visitation of providence we gave freely as became our several means To prevent improper uses of the money, in all cases of liberal donations, the sealed bond of the donor at a near day was asked in preference to the silver, and mine was granted for the fair sum of twelve crowns, as a poor donation suited to my hopes and station. It so fell out, Herr Graf, that those charged with the distribution had occasion for their money before the instruments were up, and they were sent agents among us in order to enter into such negotiations as the cases might need. Gold was scarce at the moment, and because in regaining my bond I had a heedful regard to mine own interest, the misleading Conrad would fain transport me, like a thief before the authorities of Heidelberg to undergo the penalties of a usurer. Son of his shall never call me father, with your gracious leave, nobly born Count of Linogen. This truly offereth some impediment to the affair but failing of young Conrad, I have others that may be accounted worthy of this advantage. So put thy maternal heart at ease, good Ulric, and trust to my active friendship to dispose of the girl. The burgomaster's consort had been a patient listener during the short but characteristic digression of her husband. Trained in the opinions of the time, she did not possibly endure all that a mother and wife of equal native sensibility might now suffer at so evident a debasement of her sex. But as the laws of nature are permanent, neither did she escape a pang of wounded feeling as she heard the different expedients that were so hastily devised for the future disposal of one who formed her chief happiness in life. There was less of that hectic color which commonly gave a luster to eyes that were by nature rather melancholy than bright, and her voice was fuller of emotion than before as she continued for all this heed of me and mine. I again thank the herr Count, but there is a power that is stronger with the young than the counsel of the experienced or even than the wishes of their friends, she said. My intent in intruding myself unbidden into this secret conference was to say that Meta had listened to the voice of her sympathies more than to the usages of her class and chosen for herself. The Count and Heinrich Frey stared at the speaker in mute surprise, for neither fully comprehended her meaning. While Ulrich herself, one of her objects being accomplished in having made this long-dreaded declaration in the presence of a person able to repress the anger of her husband, sat silent, inwardly trembling for the consequences. "'Wilt thou explain the meaning of thy worthy consort, Herr Heinrich?' abruptly asked the Count. Sum Henker. you ask me to perform an office, Lord Count, that might better fit a benedictine or a clerk.' When Ulrich, who is an excellent and obedient companion in the main, once gets upon the stilts of fancy, I never pretend to be able to raise an idea to the level of her shoe-buckle. Go to, thou hast well-spoken, wife of mine, and it will now be better to seek our child, lest yonder cavalier of roads be oiling her ears with the unction of flattery. Nay, by my house's honors, but I will no more of this matter, thy fair and virtuous consort consenting, Master Heinrich, wilt explain thyself freely, dame?' Whether it be from the instinct of weakness and delicacy, or only the fruit of precepts constantly inculcated, a virtuous woman rarely admits the existence of the sentiment of love, either in herself or in any that is dear to her, without a feeling of shame, and possibly not without an intuitive knowledge that she is conceding some of the vantage ground of her sex's privilege. This feeling was apparent in Ulrich, by the slow but complete suffusion of her cheek, and by the manner in which her looks avoided those of Emick, spite of the self-possession and calm of her years. "'I would merely say, Herr Emick,' she replied, "'that Meta, like all who are young and innocent, hath fancied an image of perfection, and that she hath found an original for her picture in a youth of the Jägerthal, while of this mind she cannot in honesty or in maidenly respect become the bride of any other than him she loves.' the affair grows clearer returned the count smiling like one who took no very deep interest in the matter and it is as well explained as heart could wish at least heart of the youth in question what thinkest thou of this herr burgomaster comprehension of Heinrich Frey could not altogether misconceive so plain an explanation, and since the moment when his wife had ceased speaking, he sat regarding her mild but troubled countenance, with parted lips and open eyes, like a man that first learns some unlooked for intelligence of great moment. "'Herr Tufel!' exclaimed Heinrich, taking up the last words of the Baron, unconscious of the disrespect of what he did. "'Are talking of our own natural-born child? Of none other. In whom else I this motherly affection?' or for what other can I feel this deep concern? Dost mean that Meta, my daughter, Meta Frey, hath inclination for son of woman, except it may be the natural love and reverence she beareth her own father, that the girl hath troant and free fancies? I say nothing to give this opinion of Meta, my daughter, Meta, Returned Ulric with womanly dignity. Our child has done no more than listen to the secret whisperings of nature." and in yielding her affections to a youth whom she hath seen often and long known she hath merely paid an homage to merit that the most virtuous are the most apt to yield go to ulric thou art well enough among thy household and a woman for whom i have esteem but these visions with which thou art so often troubled give thee an air at times of being less discernment than thou mayest fairly claim to be Excuse the dame, Herr count, for though her own husband and a little weak on the subject of her infirmities perhaps, there is not a more thrifty manager, a more faithful spouse, or a kinder mother in the platinate. Nay, thou little need say this to me none know the worth of a work better, and I may add few respect her so much it were well to hear further of this matter heinrich for to treat thee in candour there may lay more beneath this opening of the excellent wife than is at first apparent our meta hath seen the qualities of some worthy youth sooner than they have struck the eye of her quick-sighted father thou wouldst say is it not so dame i would say that the heart of my child is so closely bound to that of another as to leave little hope of happiness should her matrimonial duties teach her to forget him Thou thinkest then, good name, that the young fancies of a female, when once indulged, are not to be removed by the offices of wife and mother? That a caprice of the imagination is stronger than a vow made at the altar? Though the eyes of both the count and the burgomaster were riveted on the fine and speaking countenance of Ulric, the volume of eloquent nature that was thus opened by their observation proved little better than a blank. Strong and dramatic exhibitions of feeling require but little interpretation for the dullest faculties, but few indeed are they who are capable of comprehending the secret workings of a spirit chastened and restrained as that of a virtuous but unhappily paired woman. There is perhaps no aspect of human nature more commonplace or more easily understood than that which is hourly offered by a worldly-minded and capricious fair. She runs her little career seemingly as erratic as a comet, though in truth her course is always to be calculated on the infallible principles of vanity and selfishness, but no secret is more hermetically sealed against impertinent and vulgar curiosity than the elevated sentiments which sustain the suffering and silent female who is truly instinct with the high qualities of her sex we are no railer at the domination of man for we are persuaded that he who would wish to transform the being that was created to be his solace and companion his guide in moral darkness and his sharer in sorrow as in joy into a worldly competitor changing love and confidence to rivalry and contention is but miserably instructed in that sublime ordinance of nature which has thus separated the highest order of its creation into two great classes so replete with mutual consolation and happiness Had the wife of the Burgomaster arisen, and in chosen terms made an appeal to the sympathies of her companions, in which language should unite with manner to produce an effect, she might have been understood as the everyday reader understands all such pictures of female character. But where she sat, silent, suffering, and meek, she was completely concealed from any means of comprehension possessed by either. Her eye did not kindle, for long and patient subordination had taught her to submit to the misconstructions of her husband." nor scarcely did the faint colour of her cheek deepen since the load at her heart counteracted the natural impulses of pride and resentment i think lord count that when an innocent and youthful female heart yields to a power that nature perhaps has made irresistible she said it at least merits to be treated tenderly Meta hath few fancies of the kind you mention, and the attachment she feels, though doubtless deepened by those colours which the least experienced in the truths of life are the most apt to paint, is but the natural consequence of much association and of great deserving on the part of the young man. This is getting to be plain, Herr Emick, said Heinrich Frey pithily, and must needs be looked to. Wilt condescend to name the youth thou meanest Ulrich? Berkhold Hintermeyer? Percol Tufelstein!' exclaimed the Burgomaster, laughing, though there was something like a secret consciousness of danger in the very manner in which he gave loose to his merriment. "'A penniless boy is truly a fit husband for a child of mine!' the quiet blue eye of Ulric was fastened on her husband but she averted it with sensitive haste lest it might betray that she was thinking of the time with one nearly as poor merely because the penetration of the parent had discovered those qualities of prudence and gainful industry in his townsmen which after experience so fully developed he is not rich heinrich was her answer but he is worthy and why need a chill be thrown on the heart of meta for the desire of that which she already hath in sufficient plenty "'Hear you this, Herr Emick? "'My wife is lifting the curtain of privacy "'before your respected eyes "'with a freedom for which I could fain cry mercy. "'Burkhold is a youth I love,' "'gravely observed the Count. "'In that case, I shall say nothing disrespectful "'of the lad who is a worthy forester "'and in all things suited to his service "'in the family of the Hartenburg. "'Still, he is but a forester "'and a very penniless one. "'I had not thought to dispose of the girl so soon.' "'For a little maidenly leisure does none of the sex-injury lord count. "'But as she hath her head set upon this burkhold, "'it may be well to wrap it in a matron's coif "'by way of filling it with ideas more suited to her hopes.' "'The remedy may prove fatal, Heinrich,' "'mildly observed Ulrich, raising her tearful eye "'to the obstinate features of the burgomaster. "'Nay, I ought to know the constitution of the family. "'What has so well succeeded with the mother cannot harm the child.' "'The wife did not reply.' but emick of hartenburg had been deeply interested by her gentle and winning manner for he had watched her countenance closely and understood the womanly effort by which the appearance of calm was preserved turning to the burgomaster he laid a hand on his shoulder with a friendly smile and said herr heinrich thou hast a fair and gentle consort but i think too thou hast scarce less faith in me than in thy wife give us leave i would fain reason this matter with ulrich without the aid of thy influence A thousand thanks for the honor to me and mine, highborn count. As to faith, I would leave the dame a year on Limburg Hill without other thought than for her convenience, for none know the worth of Ulrich better, though she is so difficult to comprehend when her fancy is molting. Now kiss me, dame, and prithee do no dishonor to the count's counsel. Thus saying, Heinrich Frey placed a hearty kiss on the soft cheek that the obedient Ulrich freely offered, and left his wife alone with the noble, without other thought than of the high distinction that was conferred on his name. The manner in which he prized the notice of the Baron was sufficiently manifested by the readiness with which he communicated the circumstance that Emick and his concert were closeted on an affair touching the interest of the family of Frey to all who would listen to his tale. End of Volume one Chapter twelve read by Joel Kendrick